0: You are now listening to What the Hell, a podcast dedicated to helping you navigate your way to better health. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 59 of What the Health. I'm your host, Lena Lahire. And today we're going to be talking all about detoxification. Detox is kind of a buzzword, especially come the new year, but there's a lot of people claiming that they're detox experts. I am not claiming I'm a detox expert, but we are going to go through kind of your basic ins and outs of detoxification, how the body detoxes, but also go into some emotional detoxification afterwards. Because as we start 2022, I mean, I don't really have to reiterate what's happened over the last two years in terms of um, our, our world and everything that we've been through with COVID. But there's a lot of detoxing that needs to go on. There's some physical detoxing that needs to go on. There's some emotional detoxing that needs to go on. And there's definitely some spiritual detoxing that needs to go on as well. And, you know, people are going to try and sell you a lot of things in the guise of detoxing. So like juice cleanses and, you know, all these different supplements. And maybe some of them are good, but a lot of them probably aren't. So we're going to go over some ways to help your body detox naturally, because we have organs that support our body's natural detoxification process. So how do we best support those organs? Because they do need support. Um, There's also another side of the camp that says, We don't need to do anything in terms of detoxification. Our body does it all for us. But we live in a pretty toxic world with environmental toxins, the foods that we eat, um, the things that we're surrounded by, but we also have like a lot of emotional toxins that we live with every day and these can jam up our organs for lack of a better term. And we need to support them so we can support them in the best ways that we can with different lifestyle practices that we're going to go through right now. I'm super excited. Uh, I love the new year. I don't necessarily make New Year's resolutions, but I see the new year as a new chance, a new beginning, and we definitely need a little bit of uh, newness In 2022. So we don't make the same mistakes that we did in 2020 and 2021. This year needs to be a new year where we do new things, where there's new overcoming. So let's start by detoxing. The body has six major detox organs, the liver, the kidneys, the lung, your lymphatic system, your colon, and your skin. And each of these organs works to eliminate the excess waste that's produced by natural metabolic processes, which is also known as toxins. So let's go over each of these detox organs one by one, and I will let you know what kind of different foods that you can eat to support these organs um, and any other kind of herbal remedies as well. Let's start with the liver. The liver cleans the blood and transforms harmful chemicals for eventual excretion. It cleans and filters the blood and metabolizes virtually every chemical substance, both good and bad, that comes inside of our body. Bitter foods are especially important when it comes to liver detoxification or helping the liver do its job properly, especially those that increase the body's main antioxidant called glutathione. So foods that support liver detoxification can include your cruciferous vegetables like broccoli, cabbage, cauliflower. Then there's also garlic and beets, greens, lemon juice, apples, and things like dandelion or yellow dock. So those are bitter herbs. I drink dandelion tea every day. You can get dandelion greens at your local health food store. You can put them in a smoothie. You can put them in soups. They are super bitter, but remember this mantra when it comes to liver detoxification and just overall health. Bitter is better. We are in a society that loves sweet things and foods that have that naturally kind of sweet flavor to it. So like squash and sweet potatoes and grains and we gravitate towards those foods and there's nothing wrong with those foods. Um, And then obviously your sugar laden foods, which are not so healthy and not so beneficial to eat in excess all of the time. But we tend to stare away from bitter foods and these bitter foods are really what supports our body in the best way. So things like dandelion or broccoli or Brussels sprouts or dark chocolate, like all of these things, they're not inherently sweet. And so people can be kind of turned off by them or, you know, smother them with other things that are sweet, like smothering broccoli in butter, which tastes delicious and isn't necessarily bad for you. But remember that bitter is better and that we need to train our taste buds to accept all of those bitter foods again and start to enjoy them. All right, kidneys. Your kidneys flush waste and toxins from your body by turning it into urine after it's cleaned by the liver. So the kidneys flush water soluble waste in response to water and electrolyte concentrations. To support detoxification for our kidneys, we need to drink more water, period. Now we can drink too much water and I have been on that end of the spectrum of like going water crazy. And we see this a lot in like the health and fitness industry. You go to the gym, you see people carrying like massive water jugs. That can also not be as helpful because it can flush your kidneys out too much. But generally speaking, we need to drink more water. You can also consume greens, herbs, and teas which act as diuretics that promote kidney detoxification. So, one one thing that I've heard which I really liked is about dehydration and we can't tell how hydrated we are by how much water we drink, but we can tell how hydrated we are by how much we urinate. And your pee should not be too yellow, but it should also not be clear. If it's completely clear, there's a chance you're drinking too much water. So you need to find that happy medium, but you should be peeing like every two, three hours. That's healthy. So you need to drink that amount of water in order to be able to flush the kidneys out properly without overdoing it. Of course, your daily water intake is going to vary greatly depending on your activity level, your age, the other types of foods that you eat, because a lot of foods contain water. Like if you're drinking bone broth or herbal teas or eating lots of like veggies, like salad greens and cucumbers, like all of those things contain water. So being mindful, if you are on that end of the spectrum where you do drink a little bit too much water, I know that sounds kind of crazy, but there are people out there that do that. Then take into account how much water you're drinking and how much water you're getting from your food as well. Foods that support kidney flush, water, parsley, cilantro, green tea, nettle, alfalfa, and cranberry, and juniper berry. Next organ, our lungs. So our lungs filter out carbon dioxide, fumes, allergens, airborne toxins, molds, and we can detox our lungs simply by breathing. Breathing and exhaling deeply. Also sleeping and making sure that we're sleeping soundly without sleep apnea or excessive snoring also promotes lung detoxification. So it's really important that we practice breathing exercises. This is how we detox our lungs. And you may have heard a lot of hype about, you know, deep breathing, but it's hyped for a reason because our bodies responds to deep breathing. We can kick into our parasympathetic nervous system, which is at rest and digest by taking deep, long, slow breaths. If we're breathing short and shallow, our brain thinks that we are more stressed out than we actually are because when we're in a stress response, we start to adopt that quick, shallow, short breath. So when we take a step back, breathe deeply, then we can calm our nervous system down You can't talk your way out of a stress response, but you can breathe your way out of a stress response. Shout out to Dr. John Kim, who posted that on Instagram the other day. Love that. Okay. Foods that support the lungs in detoxification include mustard, turnip, radish, cayenne, wasabi, and black seed. Your lymphatic system The lymphatic system runs parallel to your red blood circulation and removes the byproducts of things like infection, bacteria, viruses, and other pathogens from your circulation. Lymph nodes can be found throughout the body and the brain and they become swollen when an infection is being cleared the thing with the lymphatic system is that it requires movement to function optimally. So whether you do some kind of physical manipulation, like massage, lymphatic drainage massage, which is a very specific type of massage, or moving, going for a walk, getting cardiovascular exercise, sweating, um, all of those things help your lymphatic system to detoxify. Dry brushing your skin helps to detoxify. Um, And you can Google where all of the different lymph nodes is, but like there's main ones uh, behind your ears, throughout your neck, uh, armpits, behind your knees, I believe. I might be wrong on that one, Um, but throughout your groin. So how you brush, you want to brush towards those main nodes where you would want to drain them. But Lymphatic massage—you can find tons of different massage videos on YouTube. You get a nice like oil. What kind of oil do I use? Hoba hoba oil. That's what kind I use. I have it right by my computer, mm-hmm. and you can do your own kind of lymphatic drainage, also using things like um, beauty tools, like like a roller. I have a Nurse Jamie roller, which is amazing, expensive but amazing nonetheless. Or if you want to. Have a bit more of a budget one, which is also amazing. And I got for Christmas this year is a guasha. So, a guasha stone, you can use a jade roller. All of those will help your body, your lymphatic system out in detoxification. There's also foods that support the lymph detoxification, which are ginger, turmeric, your citrus fruits like lemon, lime, grapefruit, seaweed, garlic and then adaptogenic herbs like golden seal, astragalus and echinacea. The colon, the colon also known as the large intestine, excretes solid waste so that it's not recirculated into the bloodstream. And it also homes the protective bacteria that make up the body's internal ecosystem called the microbiome. In order for your colon to detox, you need to go to the bathroom, you need to poop, you need to get rid of stool. And with so many people struggling from constipation or diarrhea mixed with constipation, the health of our colon is of the utmost importance. We can help to detox the colon by increasing our fiber intake, both soluble and insoluble, drinking more water, maybe doing some kind of like different binders whether that be from activated charcoal which I don't necessarily recommend everyone do you can use probiotics Um, all of those things can help stimulate your colon magnesium is really good as well basically anything that helps you go to the bathroom better and more often so having a, a solid bowel movement one to three times a day and making sure that that's consistent, you're not seeing a lot of undigested food. It's kind of like that normal snake log form. It comes out easy. I know we're we're like getting into it, but this is important. The health of our gut, one way that it reflects is our bowel movements. And so we need to be aware of what our bowel movements look like and how often we're having them and what foods help to support having a healthy colon. So foods that support colon detoxification are those things that have both either soluble or insoluble fiber. So things like nuts, seeds, whole grains, root vegetables, fermented foods like sauerkraut, kimchi, apple cider vinegar, onion and garlic. Although if you have overgrowth of Bacteria, onion, and garlic can be a little bit worse for it. Soak in fermented foods, soak in a lot of these really high fiber foods like lentils, chia seeds, broccoli, cruciferous vegetables. If you have other things going on inside of the gut, so you have that overgrowth of bacteria where it's not supposed to be, the small intestine, then those foods can actually aggravate it and make make it worse. So first I would say, if you're going to, you know, really focus on colon detoxification, I would look and make sure to see that you don't have any kind of underlying infection, whether that's parasitic infection or bacterial infection. And you would have to work with someone in order to, to figure that out because a lot of the symptoms of IBS are the same symptoms of SIBO. And if you've been following me for any amount of time, you know that I went through my own journey with SIBO. And it took, man, it took a long time to overcome that. And I still feel like I'm kind of going through it. And there's a lot of different supplements that I took, and a lot of different lifestyle practices, and a lot of different elimination and reintroduction. And I honestly couldn't have done that without the help of professionals that I trusted and it it was a really long journey so there's tons of information out there if you think that that's what's going on for you whether it's it's SIBO or parasites or whatever there is a ton of information you can always reach out to me and I can let you know some more we can also talk about that on the podcast as well I think we have talked a little bit about that on the podcast so check out Dr. Seth Gerlach. I can't recall what number that episode is, but we go into a little bit of that as well. Okay, that was a little bunny trail. Some other fiber and herbs that help colon detoxification are things like psyllium, aloe, and dandelion. Again, so dandelion can act as a diuretic, but it also helps liver detox. And it's just wonderful. Like I absolutely love dandelion i also take psyllium every day but again you have to work your way up to that because it's a lot of fiber and it can cause some digestive distress if your body is not used to it our last organ is the skin and the skin helps the body detox through perspiration i.e sweating the skin can absorb waste and then release it through sweat with electrolytes and also excess heat our skin is our largest living organ And it's always exchanging oxygen and waste. So all forms of detox essentially benefit the skin, particularly those that help the lymphatic system, such as exercise or dry brushing. Epsom salts can be really good and saunas. So anything that helps you to sweat more will also help your skin in detoxification. And also remember drinking water because hydration is also key to promote sweating. Foods that support skin detoxification include things like sunflower seeds, walnuts, purple cabbage, beets, blueberries, and things like nettle. So you can drink nettle tea. It's also really lovely and it's a great way to help with your skin detoxification. I will point out that I got most of this information from naturopathic doctor, Dr. Millie Lytle, who has a really great little overview of detoxification. Okay, so that's kind of the ins and outs for our organs for detoxification. We know we need to essentially eat lots of real whole foods, get enough sleep, drink enough water, get a good sweat on, get moving. But what about our mind. What about emotional detoxification, spiritual detoxification? Because we have a lot of stuff going on in our minds that don't contribute to a healthy body. And remember that our mental health directly affects our physical health and vice versa. We can't have one without the other. And so we need to be mindful about the things that support our emotional health and our mental health. I find that the things that stress us out the most are what we can actually control. And it's not like these big acute stressors that cause or that wreak the most havoc. It's these chronic low level stressors that create all of this inflammation inside of our mind, inside of our body, And whether that's emotional inflammation or physical inflammation, the thoughts that we think impact our health drastically, the thoughts that we think can impact our immunity, the thoughts that we think can impact our digestive processes. Just think about when you're really stressed. Some people need to run to the bathroom. Some people get an upset stomach. So our mind is really powerful over our body. And if we're spending the day in rumination, so we're thinking of things over and over again, or we lack self-compassion and we're not taking care of ourselves, we're not creating healthy boundaries, we're taking life too seriously, we're not taking time to enjoy or laugh or play or do all of these things that aid in really protective factors for our physical body, these mental emotional protective factors, then we're not going to be as healthy as we want to be. And the body's not going to function how it's meant to function. And so we need to really take an inventory and I'm going to encourage you to take an inventory at the beginning of this year and figure out what are the areas that are causing the most stress for me? What are the areas that are damaging my mental health that are taking away from my peace. I went to Saskatchewan, um, over Christmas, not over Christmas, just before Christmas. And I met up with my friend, Ryan Toman, shout out to Ryan Toman. He's also been on the podcast and he had a mantra for last year. And it was, I'm not going to let anyone or anything steal my peace. And I'm totally going to hijack that mantra because I love it. And I think it's so relevant. You know, there's a world that's constantly trying to take from you, to steal your peace, to distract you. And we have to be so intentional about guarding that most protective, important thing that we have, which is our peace. So if you have things in your life that are stealing your peace, whether it's practices, mindsets, behaviors, people in your life that are stealing peace, we need to detox those things. This is easier said than done. If you have a family member that's stealing your peace, you can't just necessarily cut that family member out of your life. Some people will, but I don't know if that's the best thing. Sometimes it is, sometimes it's not. So you have to figure that out. And healthy detoxing for your mind starts by being introspective and really understanding what areas of your life need to be attended to. So if you have some toxic mindsets that you need to overcome what are those toxic mindsets? What do they surround? For example, do you have a toxic mindset about your body and how you need to change it or weight loss or stressing over about what your body looks like? Maybe you do need to lose weight, but how you go about losing weight can be healthy physically and emotionally, or it can be unhealthy. Ruminating, not forgiving someone? Are you sitting in unforgiveness and resentment? Those take a toll on the body. Are you frustrated or annoyed or lacking compassion? Those can all take a toll on your body. Understanding your triggers and your drivers for your mental health or a lack thereof Is essential if you want a healthy body. And that's why I think, you know, detoxing emotionally is just as important as detoxing physically because we can eat the healthiest meal in the world. But if we're eating it under chronic stress, our digestion is impaired. We're not going to be able to absorb or assimilate nutrients properly. We're not going to be able to digest our food properly. It all takes an impact on the body. You can't have mental health without physical health. You can't have physical health without mental health. So that's my little spiel on detoxification. And another way that we can emotionally detox is to spend some time in mindfulness, being in the present moment. When we are ruminating or thinking about the past, it's more likely that we can drive ourselves into despair and depression. And if we're focusing solely on the future, it's easy to drive ourselves into anxiety. But when we're in the present moment, we have to sit there and just be. And we're not focusing on what was, we're not focusing on what will be to come. We're not stressed, so it's important to take a few moments each and every day to practice mindfulness. Even while you sit there, look around the room, look what's around you, or if you're outside or walking, look what's around you. Listen to the sounds, even just focus on the sound of my voice. What what's going on around you? Can you feel air on your skin? What does it feel like? Can you taste anything on the tip of your tongue? If you're outside, is it cold? Is it warm? What do you feel? Are you sitting in a chair? What does the weight of your body feel like on that chair? Your feet on the floor? Rub your hands together. What does that feel like? All of these things can help to create mindfulness. And when we're in that state of mindfulness, Our brain has a chance to relax. Our nervous system has a chance to relax. Again, we live in a society that is full of distractions. And so it's important to take those moments every single day to tune in to how your body feels, what's going on in your mind, the emotions, your thoughts, what's going on. Check in. We're so focused on the physical, What can we eat? What exercises do we have to do? But just being can help aid in all of these other detoxification pathways because we put the body into a state of relaxation. And that's what we really need in order for health to start. We need to get, we need to calm our nervous systems down. So, mindfulness really important. You can also do this by deep breathing. Again, that also helps your lungs as we talked about, helps your skin, breathing, meditating, just being. So we can detox ourselves physically, but it's just as important to detox ourselves emotionally as well. That is all for today. I think we've covered everything in the short little detoxification episode. I'd love to hear any kind of feedback that you have and the things that you do to support your detoxification pathways, whether it be physically, emotionally, or spiritually. Have a great day and I will talk to you soon. I hope you enjoyed today's episode and gained better insight into how you can be the healthiest version of yourself that you can be. Stay tuned for future episodes and don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. Thanks so much for listening everyone. Always remember you are powerful over your health.